This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another Patriots podcast in town are on hiatus. We make it happen. When other voices from Patriots Nation are resting, we are rocking and rolling. That's right. Six rings and football things. Back on the beat, two weeks out from Patriots camp opening up. Fourth of July in the rear view, the 2023 season at time of record, just a mere 61 days away until Tom Brady returns and the five point favorite Philadelphia Eagles make their way for a 425 affair on Sunday, September 10th at Gillette Stadium with its fancy new giant TV screen. And, of course, it's Lighthouse, Sports Bar, and everything else Mr. Kraft spent money on as opposed to Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Hello, everybody. It's Nick Fitzy Stevens. It's Andy Jumbo Hart, producer Justin Turpin, behind the glass, taking your orders as well. On today's program, first leg, we run through the top five Patriots as of right now, heading into training camp 2023. And then we assess as to who the top five Patriots will need to be at the end of the 2023 season if this team is to get to where it wants to or needs to go, which is back to the postseason. Not as spectator, but as participant. I made sure to qualify, Andy. And in the second leg, it's Pat's Paris. We'll just clean up everything else going on in the wide world of Pat's Nation. Kendrick Bourne hype videos, crazy demand for tickets to the Patriots-Colts game in Germany. Uh, a little clap back from Debo Samuel, one we wanted in Patriots Nation a while ago, some Pats futures, and so much more. Andy, where are we right now? And I don't mean Earth. I don't mean our respective fan caves, et cetera. I mean, where are the Patriots right now? Two weeks out, what are they doing? Are they finishing up their final vacations? What are the coaches doing? Are they getting a little, are they taking a quick brain drain and, and a, a little chill spell before they really get in? Because once they hop on the grind... Once this gets going a week or two weeks from now, that's it till at least January. So where, where, what's the state of everybody who works for the Pats right now? I think wrapping up their time off in general, um, mid-July. So, so they'll start trickling back to work, trickling back into the building, beginning the preparations for training camp and the rookies to arrive and injured players and quarterbacks that get in town early. So, yeah, they're probably they're like uh, 
you know, you have a really good weekend and it's like Sunday afternoon. You're still sitting by the fire. You're still having some beers, but you're like, oh boy, Monday morning's coming. I got to get ready to get up and go to work and back to the real, or even the Sunday at the end of a vacation week, like I had mm. uh, recently. Those are, they're awesome and mm. tough all wrapped into one. That's where they are. They're like realizing the time off is over, but they're excited to get back to work and start the process, I'm sure. And that's why you see players also will start to be really, visible i think in their preparations and like they may have had a little time remember the gasicki video and where was he italy that beautiful when he did the oh, uh, flip off oh, the boat and everything oh God, everybody gorgeous everybody is going to st be starting the process of returning to the real world uh over the next handful of days or week they uh they they come home the bills are paid preparations are made they start eating right again no more vacation beers no more extra helpings at the buffet line they start getting in line with their nutrition, their training, their programs. Okay, so that yeah, so brother, Hulkamania. So this is like so if it's back to school, that's right, brother. You gotta train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Uh, you so this is like maybe the Sunday or the Monday around Labor Day where it's a sort of like oh man, back to school. Yep. Then it, then once you get into it, and you're like, hey, this isn't so bad after all. But there's a melancholy that comes. Okay, so everyone's sort of like wrapping up their time off and getting ready to get back into it. Uh, recently, you know, I saw this awesome tweet from a friend of the program, Mike Giardi. Uh, and I thought it was a terrific launching point for the podcast. Uh, the current top five Patriots heading into the 2023 mother effing, you know, water, a hole beach, sand, Bermuda, butthead Giardi. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's such a great idea. I'm glad I had it about 24 hours earlier when I sent it out in a response to Mike Cadlick doing a mailbag. So I sent out the question, retweeted it, figured I'd chum mm -hmm. the water for him to get mm -hmm. some mailbag uh, content and prepare for a six rings pod. So it started the whole discussion on Twitter. Mm -hmm. 24 oh. hours later, big bad Mike Giardi and his blue check mark and his however 100,000 plus followers. Oh, here, just out of nowhere. He was sitting on the beach in Bermuda with a drink in hand and he was like, rum having a rum swizzle. Five Patriots, like. Get the F out of here. What a shot of... across your bow. He's probably, he's like, you know what? No one's going to notice Andy's tweet, you know, but if, but I, 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 the great almighty and powerful Mike Giardi, everybody will see it from me and go, Mike, you know, that is a great talking point. What a great, what a great launch cool. point for our time. <laughs> he's not welcome on this program anymore. That's it. Wow. That's it. Giardi banned like Steve from fall. Even Steve from fall river is more welcome than Mike Giardi these days. Now I'll bring so, it back. Cause I like Mike. Eh, we'll squeeze them in. Maybe we'll see how it goes. But so you, Andy suggests that as a uh, talk point yesterday for our beat writer, Mike Catholic on, on, on the podcast beat and mailbag as well. Who are the current top five Patriots heading into the 2023, 2024 season for a point of reference, Mike Giardi's list was, uh, I believe this is in order. One Judon, two Ramondre, three on Wenu, four Duggar, five, Hunter Henry, and he concludes Barmore, based on talent, would be on this list, but last year didn't deliver. Uche lurks, Andrews and John Jones. Good sign if Gonzo is in the convo later this season. Okay, so let's run through our top five Patriots right now, heading into training camp and the season. And then what we'll do after that, uh, after a brief and potentially robust discussion, we will have our top five Patriots at the end of the season if they are actually to perform, get back to the playoffs, and be the team we hope. And some believe they can be. So, Andy, uh, you go with yours first. Who are your top five Patriots heading into the season? Okay. 
And so you want me to go five to one or one to five? Uh, why don't you five to one it? Okay, five to one it. Um, I really struggled with the fifth slot. I had no mm. problem with the first four. To me, mm-hmm. the uh, the race, you know how sometimes they say that this NBA draft starts at pick four. We know what the first three are going to be in order, blah, blah, blah. Like, the NFL whole, draft, yeah. Because... This discussion started at five for me. Mm-hmm. And I like the Henry pick that, that Giardi had, and that was probably my number two for this spot. Um, but I'm going young, and I'm going to give uh, recognition for a guy who – had all pro status a year ago and made plays in all three phases. Marcus Jones. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if teams will kick away from him and he won't get any return chances. If they stick him at, at slot corner, you know, I think he's probably least valuable there or least effective there. Slot receiver intrigued, but Marcus Jones for everything he did last year, I'm giving him a spot in my top five in the five spot. Wow. That's a, you know, he may be, I've seen a lot of like people filling for time, AKA trying to come up with content to space out life between mini camp and actual training camp. He may be atop the wild cards of the 23 season because he either is going to take a leap from last year and become a force and factor on both sides of the ball, or could he potentially regress and at no fault of his own? Because like you said, people just like, I'm not kicking to him. I'm not throwing. I don't want to, I don't want to give that kid any chance to put the ball in his hands. Good one. All right, four. Four is a boring one. Mike Onwenu, I think he was your best offensive lineman last year. I think for the last three years, he's been one of your best offensive linemen. Yeah, he's a guard. Ho-hum, yawn, he's a guard. Your line was terrible around him. So in a hole, I think the line got a bad rap last year because of the tackle position. But Mike Onwenu, three Mm. is Kyle Duggar. Your rising star safety, who be interesting to see where his contract goes, either during or after this season, if he is a Patriot for the long term. He's a guy that, thing that's always stuck out to me is how much teammates rave about just his raw physical ability, size, speed, athleticism, the whole thing. When you hear guys like McCourty or Phillips, the older guys, they're like, that. they always joke, how did you end up at Division two, Lenore Ryan, mm-hmm. like you're one of the best athletes I've been around in my life. And you were at Lenore Ryan, which everybody had to look up to find after the draft. Oh. Um, and now it gets interesting for me. I am going to give credence to longevity and consistency, but I think a strong argument can be made that my guy at number two should be number one. My two slot goes to Ramondre Stevenson who I think not only had a breakout year last year, I think there's still more room for growth and he could take the next step. And he's already a top 10 running back. Wouldn't stun me if he's a top five running back. And the things he can do, the ball in his hands, whether it's running it, catching it and running it. And then obviously the top spot, I'm sure most people assume, multi-time pro bowler, double-digit sacks, everything that Judon has done the last couple of years. The one thing I will say, I think Stevenson is closer to the best running back in football than Judon is to the best edge player in football. So I think that's an interesting debate to be had between those two for the number one spot. There was recently a little NFL or pro football. One of the things are the 33rd team, someone you follow, somebody who puts stuff out there like that for debate. Uh, He's probably Giardi and he pretended it was his own. Oh, shots fired. Uh, it was a best edge rushers in football. And I, uh, I think Judon made the conversation in the top 10 as well, but didn't make the he top five. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like maybe Nick Bosa was number one, then TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. So many high, you know, 
There's so many talented players just to be in that conversation. And that sort of tells you where the New England Patriots are uh, in terms of star power, something this team, we can mention it every podcast, every post-game show, any radio show where we fill in, doesn't matter. It'll never be said enough. This team needs star power. This team needs one, two, three people to rise to the forefront of the discussion, be mentioned regularly on the football channel, Good Morning Football, ESPN, everywhere, and they're just not getting it. Maybe this is the season we see a couple of those people on this roster in the top five now or at the top five at the end of the season become stars. All right, my top five. I, too, I as well, me included, had a hard time with number five. Several people vied for the bottom spot in what is the top five list. I went with the highly and consistently underrated Adrian Phillips. I think Adrian Phillips is just an excellent football player. Doesn't do anything wrong. Never really out of place. Hard hitter. I mean, very, very hard hitter. Uh, you know, was once a great athlete, could do everything. Hell, he'd love to play tight end as well. Um, special teams value and more. Love him. Four, Kyle Duggar. Three, Ramondre. Two, Onwenu. One, Judon. Wow. Disrespect for Ramondre. Well, he's going to have to earn it because Onwenu has done it just a little bit longer. I'll tell you this. I think not only Ramondre is closer to the top five running backs uh, like Judon is to the top five edge rushers. I think Ramondre is even closer to taking over number one in terms of best overall Patriots than Judon is cracking that top five list. And Agreed. and we'll see. And we'll see if even if Dalvin, even if they were to like go crazy and choose money and sign Dalvin Cook, I still don't almost think that that would really affect him that much only because sure, he'd lose a couple carries but he'd be perpetually fresh. And then you would have the danger of two potentially top 10 running backs in the backfield at the same time. Or every single time Mac Jones takes a handoff, boom, there's another stud back behind him. What are we going to do? I think that would make their offense that much more dangerous. All right, Andy, it is the end of the season. Who are the five Patriots that need to be atop your top five for this team to be the best they can be? Okay, so I went with a best case scenario mindset same like same same case scenario in december so again i'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up and again i had a couple guys in my brain for the fifth spot so i pulled a mike mayock pre-draft and put a little t next to the five tied for fifth two guys i know it's our podcast uh, it's lame but right. I, it's, it's lame but I can it's my own rules it's our podcast it's Sure. You know, Giardi didn't have guys tied for fifth in oh, his. This is, now this is this is just this is getting this is getting personal. He's gonna file a restraining. He's gonna file a restraining order. Uh, so my top five, the tied for fifth member mm -hmm. would be Trent Brown, because you have uh, we. I think we've talked about the house of cards on the line, the lack of bodies at tackle. It was your biggest need at points last year, and it feels like it could still be one of your biggest needs right now. He's unhappy. He's out of shape. He was late. He was this. He was. If you could put to bed all the Trent Brown talk and just get the Dante Scarnecchia 2018 Trent Brown back, it would be a massive first step for this offense, this team, and credibility, stability, and everything that goes with it. Then you can figure out right tackle if you had that just locked down. Tied for number four. Ma massive question. Offensive tackle continues to be the biggest question Huge. mark on this team. Huge. Um, so if Trent Brown could turn back the clock, ramp up the motivation, do whatever he do when he happy and he good and he great, like that'd be awesome. I, I don't know how, again, this is best case scenario. I don't know okay. how much fine. I feel like that's going to happen. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so the second guy in my number five slot 
another large, rare planet player human being. I feel better about this guy actually being in the top five. And the take poacher Giardi mentioned him. He has the talent to be in the top four five. mentions. My God, how much coastal real Andy? It's Mike Giardi. Uh, All right, go ahead. Who is it? Christian Barmore. You know, hmm. I thought Christian Barmore was going to be a top three player on this team last year. He was not. He had an injury. He had issues off the field. Like, there was just a variety of things that just didn't seem to meld in the year two jump making. But he has the ability. And if they're going to build an elite team, you talked about it, stars. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I don't like to make the comparison Aaron Donald or Richard Seymour, but those guys up front, and we think the D-line could and should be a strength of this team and this defense and all that, Christian Barmore better be a big pain in the ass to offenses in the middle of that defensive line. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so much so, I'll wait till I get to my list. Go ahead. Who uh, you got? It, who's it for? The four spot, I'm going to go with the guy I had in the one spot in the present day top five, Matthew Judon. I still think he needs to be in the mix of your best players. He's been a double-digit sack guy, fades at various points in seasons, and I know Poopy Pants Giardi actually had a uh, part in his column over the weekend for the uh, Greg Bedard's website. Five mentions. Yep. Um, about how Judon, his raw numbers are maybe better than they they really are. The impact of him. He's a lower tier impact pass rusher. Kind of gets his sacks off games and pressures off games and twists and stunts and doesn't necessarily just beat tackles. I don't care. If this defense is going to be as good as it's supposed to be, Matthew Judon is going to continue to be a pain in the ass for offensive lines, for quarterbacks. I think he's a high-motor guy, a high-energy guy, and he's also become kind of a leader, a vocal spokesman for this team. So Matthew Judon in your four spot at the end of the season of the top. Now, that's good, though, because if Ooh. your number one guy now moves down to number four, that's good moving up the ladder for some of the guys on your roster. That's why you're going to be a good team if this happens. Three spot, the most interesting name on my list. Best case scenario for the New England Patriots late mm -hmm. in the season as they prepare for the postseason and whatever they've accomplished throughout the year. Give it to me. Give it to me. DeAndre Hopkins is your ah, third ah, best whoa, player on the Patriots come December. Whoa. You have a number one receiver. You have a he makes everybody else's job easier on offense. We've talked ad nauseum about it. Yep. Credibility, yep. fear factor, anything you want to throw into it. DeAndre Hopkins, if this is going to be the perfect Patriots season or pretty damn close based on the talent they have. DeAndre Hopkins will be a top three player come December for the New England Patriots, not for the Tennessee mm -hmm. Titans or, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills would be worst case scenario. Yeah, that'd be worse. By the way, side note, we went through on the Rich Keefe show Monday evening uh, during the home run derby, the receiving core of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, all it takes is one cursory glance, but a five second gander at the talent ta <clears throat> talent they have at receiver. You can understand why they've been the most aggressive in their pursuit of him oh, yeah. because wow. I mean, wow. they, they went from a pretty good receiving core. I mean, a good receiving core a couple of years ago when you had um, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Like they they had a good core. And now it's just now it's the young kid has to step up. The, uh, the kid out of Arkansas, Traylon Traylon Burks. Burks. Yeah. If he steps up, OK, maybe that changes everything. But his job would get easier if you add D-Hop. Mm -hmm. Now he can just develop kind of in the shadow of D-Hop would be a huge. For sure. OK, number Top two. two. On your best case scenario, top five Patriots come December. Again, I think this is a simple and an obvious one. Some people on Twitter had this guy in their top five already. Stupid. Um, but he, if he, if you're going to be the best team you can be, the best defense you can be, 
Christian Gonzalez will be your second best player wow. come December. Number one corner. Hey, Sauce Gardner. He <laughs> paved the way a year ago for the Jets. He said, I don't care if I'm a rookie. I'm really good, and I'm going to come prove it, and I'm going to be one of the better corners in football. You need Christian, or or ideally, you'd get Christian Gonzalez to follow Sauce Gardner down that AFC East road. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal. And who's number one? Uh, I the the captain obvious would like to make this selection. Um, I don't know if you've realized in the National Football League, um, there's a position that's really important, really, oh, really important. Is it a QBDL quarterback driven league? Uh, it is. And this is not on the DL. This is the obvious call of all calls. Mac Jones needs to be your best player. If Mac Jones is your best player, even if some of these others don't fall into place, if Mac Jones is your unquestioned best player, you could be a playoff team. Like if we're not talking about Mac Jones's weak arm or emotions or limitations or any of that crap, if mm-hmm. Mac Jones is the unquestioned number one Patriot come December, you're probably preparing for a playoff run. Ah, man, you are going to be stunned, surprised, and sideways when you hear my top five, having just run through yours as well. Uh, I was going to go just a clean top five, but since you made the five spot a tie spot, I'm going to go ahead and do the same as well. Tied at number five for the New England Patriots to be the best team. Close. It's a tie Uh, spot. (sighs) I went with uh, ascending talent, also mentioned in in Giardi's tweet. I'm going to go with uh, contract season Uche uh, tied with cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Uh, You are going to need a steady and consistent pass rush. And I do think if Matt Judon's words ring true that the best pass rusher is not himself, but the guy on the other side and Uche wants to cash in kind of like Kyle Duggar wants to as well. You know, my secret or not so secret little contract year theory that the Patriots may benefit significantly from that with guys like Onwenu and Duggar and Uche and more in contract years. So they're going to try to show up and show out as often as possible. And Gonzo, the whole thing you said, I'll just not even bother repeating all your sauce gardener words. It's exactly what they need. You get a top flight corner. This kid is the real deal. And as advertised, that's a massive dub for the team. Hopefully he stays healthy and does as much. We differ a little bit in the middle here. Number four, I went Ramondre. Why? I need him to stay healthy. I need him to live up to the top 10 running back billing. They are going to run so much of the offense through him because I don't think they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. And therefore, I know I'm the one I wanted him. I've been on that hype train so long. I'm getting tired of sitting there by myself. He hasn't even showed up for dinner yet. Um, Dining car is empty. So Ramondre, they're going to have to run too much through him. Number three, Trent Brown. Listen, if you want, if the running game is going to work, if you want Mac Jones to stay upright, Get health, be healthy for 17 games. You need 2018 Trent Brown, or you just need his giant wall of humanity to perform for whatever that next contract is. Whoever, wherever it's going to be, don't care right now. Just actually be, just attempt to really play and be the giant human you are. Yes. Can I uh, interject a uh, better case scenario question or more likely type question here at Trent Brown? We both put him in our best case scenario top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better chance that come December, Trent Brown is a top five or in your case, top three player on the Patriots or that he's not on the Patriots. 60, 40, not on. I kind of think the same way. Like, I think this is a minefield that could explode. uh, Yeah, it is dangerous. It it definitely is. Like he's either going to, he's either going to realize like, oh, I can make another $50 million if I kick ass this year, or he'll just be, continually mired in that weird headspace that he gets into sometimes where you just wonder like, 
why why aren't you trying harder so what this is what you're making now do you have any idea how much more you can make if you do this like right it's not i don't i i can't begin to understand what a weird dude he is and he seems like a pretty interesting interesting guy and he supposedly loves belichick but the fact that Skarnecchia said they had to try to do everything they could to get him to tune in sometimes just tells you oh yeah he's just out there he's just he's just he's one of them but if he plays up to his abilities you have a line you have a run game and mac is upright number two uh, it, you're not going to be able to keep up offensively with all these teams in the AFC and the AFC East. You're going to have to win some games defensively. And the most disruptive force on the defensive side of the ball is your boy who owes us one after a subpar sophomore season, Christian Barmore, number two. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I think he has that ability. He I don't has know that it. he has ever it. realize it, but he can be him. He, he don't tell Rich Keith that he, he doesn't. Yeah, he hates I don't know. Not him. He, uh, he can him. He can him. And now it's just coaching. And, you know, that's a challenge for Demarcus Covington, his position mm-hmm. coach, who's a rising star in his own right. That's a challenge for him to deal with that. Um, again, I don't I'm trying to stay open minded with Christian Barmore. I was, you know, I was so hopeful oh. last year at this time regarding him and it just never came to fruition. So I'm staying hopeful because I think if you're right, if he gets into that top one or two. That's a really good sign for this foundation, this franchise moving forward. Yeah, it's a great sign. He has a chance. To, is he going to go down the Trent Brown route and become one of those guys where you wonder if he'll ever live up to his potential? Or does he become a Javon Hargrave, a dominant force, someone that always has to be accounted for on the defensive line? You know who he could be? And, and unfortunately, it's not this year is one of your contract year guys. Next year in year yes. four, when he's mm-hmm. in a contract year as a second round pick, you don't have that fifth year option. I could easily see him, and this may be sort of judging his character too soon, too negatively, but it's humanity. I could see him being a contract year and like, yeah. oh, oh, you played all 17 games and you had by far your best season as you're about to hit free agency. Well, what a coincidence that is. You don't say. What a shocker. What an app. Yeah, we do. We know exactly how that works. All right, so there's our top five pats now and the top five pats. Wait, you didn't in, say in... one. Mac. Well, it's Mac. Oh, okay, but I wanted yeah. you to at least say it. You could have. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mac out. Jones. Oh, no, no, no. It has to be Mac Jones. He has to, be the... Zappy for all has to be the best player. Malik okay. Cunningham. Chad Ryland. <laughs> Brendan Schooler. They're gonna be pun- they're gonna be punting so much, you gotta make sure you cover. Oh, Chad... oh I'm oh, joking. Man. Shots. Uh no, 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 no disrespect intended. It has to be Mac Jones, period. I think he has the ability. We'll see. But we need people to stop the other team from scoring and to protect Mac Jones and do their job in and all around him in order for McCorkle to make it to the top of the list. There's our top five now and our top five optimistic hopefuls for the end of the 2023 season. Agree or disagree with our rankings? Please give us a shout at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Heart, at Six Rings Pod. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. We're out here grinding, getting it done. Filling in the time until camp and wait until camp starts. Ooh, boy. If you thought we six rings last year, wait until you get a load of what we got coming up this season as well. And a nice little teaser here. Ross Tucker joining us in just a couple weeks to also do a special training camp preview. You won't want to miss it. Now, he is the perfect guest for our show because we love football, both of us. Uh Uh You love beer. Well, we both love beer, but you love yeah. a more eclectic uh, sampling of beer. He is Mr. Show Me Your Beer on Twitter and love, has, mm-hmm. loves to have a beer fridge with all your IPAs and crafts. Mm-hmm. And he loves food like I do. 
know, buffets, press boxes, mm. restaurants. I believe he's actually a. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he also dabbles in the uh, the fine art of smoking as well, which I do, which I do too. Like he literally is the the soul of this show. Yeah, he's he's gonna fit right in. We may need like a four hour expanded version for him, or he'll give us the ten minutes he is. I was gonna say he'll give us the twelve minutes the company allots, which is gonna be super exciting. We're gonna piss away nine minutes talking food and beer. Hey, you like vitamin C too? No S. Okay. All right. Leg two. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 